Dear Ivanka, my name is Jill Gutowitz. And I'm Carmen Rios. Do we really have to say this? Yes. And, and we're, we're working, working gals. gals. You might have noticed on popular website Twitter.com that women don't like you. We're here to tell you why. Feminists are always excited to see a woman in office in any capacity. Truly, we are. But unfortunately, you're working for the biological equivalent of a lizard. Your father has been serially accused of sexual assault, thinks equal pay is socialism, calls people of color criminals and rapists, and surrounds himself with white nationalists. While all of these qualities would make for a phenomenally popular talk show host on Fox News, they make for a pretty shitty president. And you've stood steadfastly by this man instead of speaking up for the women, people of color, and LGBTQ who he's literally killing. P.S. That's what complicit means. Us working gals Jesus. are still making 77 cents to every dollar a man makes. We're still fighting for our right to health care. We out here try not to get raped. In the words of angel fallen to earth from Canada, Justin Bieber, where are you now that we need you? So no more of this, Daddy, I want a job in the White House. Daddy, I want to drop bombs. Daddy, people picture me with a British accent and I don't know why. From the bossy show's mouth to your powdered white ears, please, stand up for American women and women everywhere. Love, I really don't want to say this again. Come on. Working, Working gals. gals. Jill and Carmen. P.S. Leave Angela Merkel alone. Over the last couple years, the political climate in the U.S. has become increasingly scary. People of color are under attack. Queer and trans people are under attack. Women's rights, you guessed it, they're under attack. The post-election vibe amongst young women is, this sucks. I want to help, but how? My name is Jill Gutowitz. And I'm Carmen Rios. We're bringing together your favorite stars with politicians, activists, and analysts to talk current issues, U.S. government, and activism. We're all about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wokeness. This is The The Bossy Bossy Show. I couldn't help but wonder, was I the only woman being mistreated in Trump's America? No, stop gaslighting yourself. You're being mistreated. Coming up, we've got actress Shannon Woodward in studio. We're going to talk about women in Trump's America. Plus, we're going to call Galen Burroughs from the Feminist Majority Foundation. So we know Trump is bad for women. It'd be impossible to cover every instance in history that supports this. Uh, So we're just going to talk about what happened this past week and how it's already getting awful for women worldwide, especially working women in the U.S. Carmen, you have a lot to say on the Fair uh, Fair Pay Act and everything. Well, yeah. So Equal Pay Day was on April 4th. It's the day that women on average have to work into the new year to make as much as most white men made by December, right? By December 31st of the year before. So it's 94 extra days of women's lives to, and I mean, obviously, like, it's, since it's even worse for women of color, there's, like, a bunch of equal pay days throughout the year that mark, you know, when, like, black women have worked to make as much as they should be making. But, yeah, and then literally, like, a week before this happens... Trump signed an executive order that rolled back this fair pay and safe workplaces order that Obama signed in 2014 that basically just created a system of accountability to make sure that federal contractors were complying with existing like labor and civil rights laws. So basically what he did was he made it so that all of those laws are not really 
in place because no one's going to make sure that anyone is following the law. Great. Yeah, when it comes to not discriminating. And I mean, one of the some of the biggest problems that exist, like for women in the workplace who are looking for justice is basically that like existing laws often make it really hard for them to like sue their employer or something. Right. So making sure that employers are held accountable is like absolutely the direction we should be moving in instead of relying on women to be like, I just realized that I am not like being paid enough or something. Also, it had language in it specific to sexual harassment in the workplace. So oh, good. makes a lot of sense, I think, as to why Trump is getting rid of it so early on in his time as president. <laughs> um, speaking of which, <laughs> uh, Trump named April National Sexual Assault Prevention and Awareness, Awareness Month, which is hilarious because he's been accused of sexual, I mean, it's not hilarious at all, but, you know, he's been accused of it for like, what, 12, 13 times, like on a record? Yeah. I mean, I think it's only going to get more awkward because the president always has to proclaim that it's like the months. So we're just going to have to deal with Donald Trump being like, it's Black History Month. I just learned what black people are. Or like, <laughs> yeah. it's Women's History Month. I just learned who Susan B. Anthony is. Like, there's just going to be a lot of um, good times ahead, right. I think. Also, some background for how Trump feels about equal pay. Um, he supports pay based on performance and says if everyone makes the same money, it's, quote, a socialist society. That's just like a real thing that he has said publicly and believes. Also should be noted, his daughter, Ivanka, which we talked about last week, is working for him, for the government, for free. So, like, good job with all your uh, you work with equality, <laughs> Ivanka. She's an advocate for working women. It's what her book is about. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I mean, also the idea that women, <laughs> the idea that the wage gap exists because women aren't as good at their jobs as men is hilarious because... I mean, men are the worst and they're incompetent, but also um, <laughs> they're so emotional. <laughs> well, I mean, if Donald Trump is any yeah. indication of men, how emotional men are at work, I mean, <laughs> men stole drama from women. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> we, we've been talking about this and I'm not going to let it go. <laughs> we did. We invented it. We invented drama. I am drama. <laughs> well, also, so speaking of Equal Pay Day on Equal Pay Day. Democrats in the House and the Senate, um, Patty Murray and Rosa DeLauro. Rosa DeLauro is like my absolute favorite woke bae. Um, mm -hmm. Reintroduced the Paycheck Fairness Act for the 11th time, just for some. In our notes here, I wrote, on equal payday, Democrats are reintroducing the Paycheck Fairness Act for the 11th time, LMAO. LMAO. The Paycheck Fairness Act is not like super radical threatening legislation. It is... Literally just legislation that closes a lot of the um, loopholes and just, like, fixes some of the problems with the Equal Pay Act, which was signed into law in 1963 because women were making, like, 50 cents on every man's dollar. So we've gained about, I don't know, like, 20-something cents in, like, 50. It's fine. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it just makes it like easier for women to sue their employers who were discriminating against them or and also like stops you from being able to like, I don't know, get fired for talking about your salary at your job. It's totally casual. Cool, cool, cool. And no one will introduce like no one will bring it to a vote. Just like for like 11 years, people have just been like, so we going to do this this time? Or what? <laughs> and everyone's just like, nah, we got more pressing issues. Like, I don't know. Shutting down the Russia probe. Right. 
And then last Monday also, just, you know, stacking it on here, um, the State Department uh, officially cut off funding to a United Nations agency that works on maternal and reproductive health. Um, Fun. Yeah, it's called the UNFPA. This is a um, a policy shift that experts and activists say will be a major blow to women worldwide. Um, the State Department's reasoning, they said the UNFPA, uh, quote, supports or participates in the management of a program of coercive ab- abortion or involuntary sterilization in China. You know about this, right? So the Trump administration also signed, well, reinstated this policy called the Global Gag Rule or the Mexico City Policy, which Ronald Reagan put into place because he was the worst. And it basically, the old version of it that has on and off existed under every Republican president since Reagan and every Democrat is like, no, we're not going to do it this time. Um, The old version like stopped family planning organizations around the world that were receiving money from the United States from even like mentioning abortion. So their choice is like they either stop offering or talking about or even having like a pamphlet about abortion like in their offices or they lose all their money. So for groups like Planned Parenthood, this is like a problem, but they're not going to shut down. But for, like, tiny little, like, family planning clinics in other countries, they're going to shut down. They're never going to reopen. And millions of women are going to die. It's really fun. Yeah, and the U.S. was uh, the UNFPA's third largest donor. They contributed $75 million to its operations, according to the agency, last year. I mean, the U.S. has so much money. We have a responsibility to, like, help people around the world. This is one of the ways that we do it. I'm pretty sure we're the largest um, – global funder of like family planning services worldwide it just like blows my mind that we are not going to be working with unfpa anymore that's so extreme that's like not even a normal thing for a republican to do not only are women in the u.s getting completely fucked over by the trump administration but now women worldwide are you know there's health care there's the equal pay there's the unfpa situation here and then you know there's other things that like are should be huge deals, but in the grand scheme of things, seem like not as big of a deal. Like, there, you know, Bill O'Reilly this week said he couldn't take Congressman Maxine Waters seriously because she was wearing, quote, a James Brown wig. Um, one of the many terrifying uh, racist things to come out of Fox News that is just, I don't know, normalized there now. Also, like, why is Bill O'Reilly trying to fuck with Maxine Waters? Queen Maxine. Yeah. So everything is the worst. Um, we're going to call Galen Burroughs from the Feminist Majority Foundation to talk about it. Galen is the policy and research director at the FMF, which means she basically oversees things related to all of the things that we just talked about because the FMF is a global women's rights organization. Um, so we're just going to ask her some questions about it. We are trying to sort of sort out all of the bad things um, that Donald Trump and his administration are <laughs> yeah, for women in particular. But in terms of working women, you know, Equal Pay Day just passed, so we are sort of focusing in on the ways in which this administration specifically is hostile to sort of women in the workplace. Um, what are some of the general ways in which Trump's administration is putting women at risk at work? Well, he just put women at work at risk 
only a couple weeks ago, on March 27th, he revoked um, the Fair Pay and Safe Workplaces executive order that President Obama had signed before leaving office. And that um, order had mandated that anyone having contracts with the federal government had to um, be in compliance with labor and civil rights laws. So he had to make sure that they weren't breaking the law in order to pay them with your your taxpayer money. I mean, it seems pretty clear that taxpayers shouldn't be paying for people to discriminate against them, but um, that was revoked. And, I don't know. That sounds really radical to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it also mandated that anyone having a contract with the federal government would um, have pay transparency rules. So right now, um, in the private sector, 60% of workers are forbidden or discouraged from talking about their pay with other people. And so if you're being discriminated against in terms of pay, you have no way of really knowing because you can't talk to your coworkers about what they're getting paid. So this pay transparency uh, rule is actually pretty good if you're trying to actually ferret out pay discrimination because it brings its light, sort of like a sunshine provision. But of course, that was revoked. And um, <laughs> this other part of the executive order was about forced arbitration. So basically, if you had a sexual harassment claim against uh, a company, uh, some companies said, well, those sexual harassment claims have to go to forced arbitration. You can't sue us in court. Um, and the executive order that President Obama signed basically said, no, you can't do that. That's not fair. You have to be able to um, adjudicate these claims. So that was revoked by the Trump administration. All three of these things benefit women workers who face high levels of sexual harassment in the workplace, um, who have a persistent pay gap, and who are, um, you know, most often uh, victims of sex discrimination in the workplace in general. So his, you know, during the election, I felt like um, some of his campaigning was, you know, I love women, women love me. <laughs> I know his daughter was out there saying, I really care about these workplace issues. But, you know, actions speak louder than words, obviously. And we obviously know that um, his definition of loving women might not be the same as everyone else's. And, <laughs> um, you know, his administration has not yet shown, um, and it's doubtful that it will show, that it's a champion for women workers. Well, and speaking of Ivanka going out on the campaign trail, talking about how she is, and I mean, even now, I feel like she peddles this fake feminism where she's like, I love supporting women, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, she also like works for her dad, who is a lizard. Mm -hmm. So what kind of stuff, if she, now that she has so much influence in an official capacity, if she actually wanted to back mm -hmm. up her claim that she is in this White House thinking about working women, what kind of stuff could she do or should she do? She could start by listening to working women. You know, she came out with, or I guess this policy came out about um, maternity leave. And everyone said that Ivanka had a hand playing that, and she probably did. Um, but the policies that were coming out don't reflect the reality of people's lives and don't benefit um, workers who aren't, you know, in the elite. 
So I think that if she really wanted to um, start making moves in the direction of, you know, correcting some of these workplace policies that put women at a disadvantage, she should really talk to women workers, and especially low-wage women workers. Um, women are 35% more likely to live in poverty than men. Um, you need to be talking to those workers, because many of them are working. Um, the working poor have different issues and different concerns than um, people who who are in the upper um, levels of the economy. So that would be one. Um, there are many, many groups who have been working on these issues very seriously for, you know, decades. Um, it would be nice to be um, included in the conversation about, um, you know, what can be done in terms of childcare and um, eliminating the pay gap and, you know, creating safer workplaces for women. Um, you know, there are dozens of organizations that do this work every day. Um, so I think that we need to have a, I feel like the administration can have a broader view, but also listen to experts um, who have been studying this. And really, there are many um, reasonable legislative proposals that are out there that would help families. So, you know, showing some support for the Paycheck Fairness Act, for example, which, um, you know, would mandate pay transparency across the board and close loopholes in the Equal Pay Act so that you know, women who are discriminated against in terms of pay can have the ability to, you know, bring their claims uh, to court and have the ability to prove their claims. It's very hard to have a, a successful equal pay challenge right now. Um, things like the Family Medical Leave Act, which would provide um, paid family leave, not just for women, but also for men. I could talk yeah. about, you know, women at work all, all day as a working woman. <laughs> We are here with Shannon Woodward. Hi, Shannon. How are you? Hello. I'm fine. How are you? Good. Very formal. My vibe. I'm a very formal person. Ask anyone. I know. No, I know. Um, okay. So thank you for doing our show. Uh, what are you? What are some issues that you're like passionate about right now? Uh, what am I passionate about? I'm right now. It feels really overwhelming to even create this list. Uh, <laughs> obviously, I'm concerned about. Uh, in a, in a general sense, uh, the death of the nation. Well, uh, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, protecting the vulnerable, and I feel like right. that really spans pretty much almost everyone who's not an empowered white man. Yeah, the list would be too long. Yeah, I mean, well, this I feel episode, like that covers it. yeah, this episode specifically is about being a woman in Trump's America, so. Funny you should mention that. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually on the board of a women's reproductive health organization called A is for. Actually, we're having a big event next month called Broadway X for Women. If you want to go on our website and buy some tickets to help support uh, women's reproductive health, I do want to support A's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A4.org. A4.org. <laughs> do you are you on the board? <laughs> are you on the board or are you their hype man? <laughs> I'm both. <laughs> cool. Both. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so we're gonna do a uh, choose your own adventure. 
with you where we're going to give you it's choose your own adventure in Trump's America. So okay. you as a woman in Trump's America are going to answer these questions accordingly. It's going to be me now choosing something. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to give you some scenarios. Uh, you have free will to choose whichever course you want. While it lasts. While it lasts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is the only safe space left. What a privilege. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, this is actually just a huge bit about having a choice in Trump's America. So uh, choose your own destiny while you can. Yeah. (laughs) As a woman. I can't wait. Okay, cool. Choose your own adventure in Trump's America. The alarm rings. You open one eye to complete darkness, both inside of you and outside, where the sun has not yet risen on this new day. You hit snooze and check Twitter. Do you A, retweet a picture of a cat, or B, quote tweet a thread about how Bernie Sanders is a joke? Uh, Probably quote tweet a thread about Bernie Sanders being a joke. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, wow, this is working out that so is, well. That is the only outcome that we are prepared for. <laughs> <laughs> so, Remember when we said you had a free choice or free will? We just yeah. wrote, um, well, you'll that, see. That, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean... So you quote tweeted a thread about how Bernie Sanders is a joke and now people are trolling you. So Mm -hmm. one guy says, this is why women shouldn't vote with a gif of a snowflake. Okay. Another just says, suck yourself. Do you A, block and report, or B, get out of bed and get an abortion while it's still legal? Getting them while taught. Block and report. I'm going to block and report. (laughs) Wow, wow. Interesting choice, interesting choice. You chose Because no one does that for fun. (laughs) Because I, no woman, no woman is having an abortion for fun. I swear to God, the number one thing I'm quote tweeting and talking about on Twitter is being like, no one's doing this because they want to. People want access to contraception. Abortion is a last resort. I mean, are you sure that... That's what I've heard. Wow, wow, interesting. Shannon, you chose B. (laughs) Get out of bed and get an abortion while it's legal. (laughs) Because that's the only thing we wrote. Um, (laughs) uh, You chose B because as a woman on the internet, you know your efforts to block and report trolls are futile. At Twitter next time. You know, sometimes sometimes it works out for me. I know, you do it a lot and it is actually quite effective. (laughs) Um, It's You stroll up to the abortion clinic and there's protesters everywhere. Oh man. <laughs> one one person's sign says, all lives matter. One sign simply says, shillery. But it seems like they didn't finish the sentence. Do you A, turn around and go home? Or B, turn around because your friend just called you and since she only makes 77 cents to every white man's dollar, she's short a couple bucks at brunch and needs your help. She'll Venmo you later. These issues impact uh, I mean, our First of all, I guess lives. I'm having a baby is what's happening here. Right, no, we're going to leave that part open-ended for Yeah, we didn't really, we, uh, you know. I mean, I guess I'm going to brunch. Yeah. Wow, good. That's the one choice. we wrote. Yeah, you chose <laughs> B, helping a friend at brunch. Right answer. <laughs> you show up and you find her there with these two white dudes, both named Kyle. The Kyles, if you will. The Kyles. Okay. One of the Kyles is wearing a chain smokers t-shirt and just told your friend that she's beautiful with or without makeup. <laughs> she's upset that he can tell the difference. Do you <laughs> A, tell off the Kyles or B, leave the restaurant to continue your ongoing mission to become a member of Maxine Waters squad by uncovering new information on Trump's collusion with Russia and offering it exclusively to her in exchange for a lifelong friendship ripe with boundary issues. 
I'm going with B because I would never talk to a guy in a chain smoker's t-shirt. <laughs> Boom! Oh. <laughs> Shots fired! Oh my god! <laughs> it's not because you just want to be in Maxine Waters' squad, though? No, like, I want that, too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to assume should have me. Oh, that's you true. I mean? Well, retweet if you are a Maxine Waters stan. Yeah, RT. We tweeted that last week. So, <laughs> we tweet it like every day. If you're listening, because I tweet back. it from our account like every day, <laughs> a different reason. Like once again, retweet if you're a Maxine Waters stand. Once here a week. she is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, interesting. You chose on your way uh, to Maxine Waters' place. Uh, on your way to Maxine Waters' congressional office at 10124 South Broadway, number one, Los Angeles, CA, zip code 90003. Again, that's 10124 <laughs> South Broadway, number one, Los Angeles, CA, zip code 90003. It hits you. No, like the car behind you totally just hit you. You get out of the car, and it's an old dude wearing a MAGA hat. While you're exchanging insurance information, and he says he loved you on Raising Hope, it also hits you. This is all real and happening. We're living in Trump's America, and it's not going away anytime soon. Where do you go from here? There are no choices. Uh, this is open-ended. It depends on how bad the accident was. I mean, I'm going to take some pictures of that car. I'm going to keep my head down and like not be too aggressive. If the guy's aggressive, I'm going to call the police to witness the accident. And I'm going to try to get to Maxine's office as soon as I can because I don't want her to think I'm a flake. I know. Oh we my God, plans. What if, what if you like, you like got to Maxine's office? I don't know. Like, what if she thought you were a flake? I don't know. I'm just really nervous about Maxine Waters thinking badly of me. I hope she thinks highly of us. I know. Uh, well, that's that's the whole thing. That's the whole choose your own adventure. I had a great time on my adventure, and apparently, <laughs> I'm having a baby. I hope that was my choice. Yeah. Well, that Maybe was Maxine also... will help. Oh man, what a life! Yeah, yeah. my adventure life is just really. Poppin'. Can I just say one thing? I no. was uh, when I was on my way over here. I <laughs> I read a thing. By the way, that said Steve Bannon called Jared Kushner a cuck, and yeah. that's apparently why, like, yes. like the, why they're having Amazing. a falling out. I just wanted to drop that there. If we're that gonna is... use the word snowflake. It is so on the nose that Steve Bannon was like, he's a cuck. You're that like, is really the crux of America in 2017. Is that's Steve it. Bannon calling Jared Kushner a cuck? Behind his back, apparently. Wow. Anyway. I hope Jared Kushner replied. I mean, at least Adam. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for having me, guys. Just wanted to bring that up. Okay, Shannon, thank you for being here. You can follow Shannon on Twitter at Shannon Woodward and watch her on Westworld on HBO. Thanks for listening to The Bossy Show. Obviously, things aren't going great in Trump's America. And while we can joke all we want, here are the facts. Women are still being paid 77 cents to every dollar a man makes. Black women statistically make 63 cents to every dollar, and Latina women, only 54 cents. Luckily, we won the first battle when it came to that whole healthcare dumpster fire, but the fight isn't over. Make sure to stay informed on how women's rights are under attack in this administration, how that's going to affect you specifically, and more importantly, how it's going to affect those less fortunate than you. That's all for this episode of The Bossy Show. Make sure to tune in next week. Want to get involved? Here's something you can do right now to make a difference. Call your senators and your representatives and tell them to support the Paycheck Fairness Act and other common sense legislation that protects women in the workplace. Call 202-224-3121 to be connected to your senators and rep. Special thanks to Shannon Woodward and Galen Burroughs for being on our show. Follow at The Bossy Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr for pics from inside the show and more. The Bossy Show is recorded at Sonic Pool Post Productions in Hollywood. Music by Johnny Franco and audio engineering by Drew Frost. See you next time. Jill, they can't see us. <laughs>